What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Fixes Podcast. Here with my co-host, Micah. Brad, I have, uh, I've been playing something. What have you been playing? I've been playing something that I uh, am was ashamed to talk about. Wait, so, but, but, but but why? Like like there there's there's lots of reasons that you could feel shame for doing something. It might be the content of the game. It might be uh, blatant hypocrisy on your part for going against the previous stance that you took. Um, I, I see all of the above. <laughs> uh, mainly from for the the ridicule that I uh, am going to receive from my friends. I've been uh, I've been playing. F- uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. See, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ridicule you for this because I don't I don't remember you ever truly speaking out against the game. Like like you you mocked it because the previews that they showed were were ridiculous and mockable. But then like the reviews for the game came out and we're like, yeah, this game is stupid, but it's but it's a lot of fun to play. You know what? This game is stupid, but it's a lot of fun to play. <laughs> this is like a it's like a it's like a B movie, right? Mm. It's like a B movie in terms of story and uh script. Um you know, it's um it is I thought it was a retelling of the first Final Fantasy. It's not. It's it's an out and out prequel to the first Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um and it's uh it's it's one of the best looking PS3 games I've ever seen, <laughs> and um, the the story is just bonkers. Um, yeah, so, and and the reason I found I fi- I figured out that it is well I finished it right, and, okay. and throughout the events of the game, you will you will know why it is a prequel to the original final fantasy. But for the longest time, I thought it was, and I thought it was being marketed. It was being marketed as like a new spin on the original final fantasy. Yeah. And I'm like, well, the original final fantasy had four warriors of light, but there are five playable characters, but you can only have three on the battlefield at the same time. And you only control one directly. So I was like, well, this is just, fucking weird right Mm -hmm. but it all makes but it all makes sense literally at the last two chapters of the game uh everything the the story pulls itself together uh which is bad storytelling but (laughs) it's it's just it's just funny dialogue man like this your main character is jack and he's just so like hyper focused on just like destroying chaos not necessarily chaos. He doesn't know if it's like chaos is a physical entity or chaos as a concept. He just wants to destroy chaos, man. And he is um, flanked by f- uh, four other people who I, I I mean, their personalities are non-existent. Like, like one guy's personality is that he's tall and black. And then another guy's personality is that his name is Jed. Uh, but he is like, but he looks like a member of BTS, like named Jed, which is odd. And then the other two personality, the other two characters, their personalities are woman. And that's about it. Right. Like, but the game is super fun to play. There's over, there's over 25 jobs and, uh, the game doesn't like make you pick one job in order to do certain things right like so if you like a job you can stick with it and never pick up another job if you don't want to um it's it's very much 
uh, like it's like hack and slash, mm-hmm. but it's it's like a souls like where you know you you go to a save point and every all the enemies respawn. Um, it's it has a magic system, but like you have to earn, you have to defeat enemies in a certain way in order to build up your magic, right? Like you only get two blocks of magic and, and you have to destroy enemies in a certain way to lengthen that magic bar. So it it's, it's super fun to play. And the story is so silly mm-hmm. that it's just like, I felt compelled to finish it. And, um, my yeah, my only my only gripe with you about this game is that you paid sixty dollars for it. Where if you waited a month, you probably could have gotten it for forty or less. Yeah, yeah, I probably could have got it for thirty. It's, it feels like a thirty dollar game. Yeah, it feels like a thirty dollar game. Like this but, game, this uh, game is going to be on PlayStation Plus sometime in twenty twenty three. Like I can almost guarantee that that's that that's, <laughs> that that's a thing that's happening. When you when you were like prefacing this, I thought you were going to tell me that you bought Horizon and started playing that. No, 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 no. I, I can't. I, there's just, there's no, look, I know Horizon is probably like uh, uh, an amazing game. I just don't like that world. I yeah. really don't. I, I just can't get into it for some strange reason. And I know I am the, uh, I'm the outlier. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not saying I won't play it, but um, you know, I'll have to, I'll have to wait for it to be like 20 bucks. I, I told I you, I'm not, I'm not rushing out to buy it because Elden Rings ruined me on open world games. So like it's, and, and I, and I yeah. know it's going to, it's going to piss me off. Like with its, with its old, old feeling design, as far as open <laughs> world games go. Um, I'll talk about what I've been playing later in the podcast. It's not really been Elden Ring. Um, so we'll, we'll return to that later on. Uh, the big story of the week. So like, it, so it seems like we've killed NFTs, right? Like we personally, the Dense Pixels podcast is solely responsible for the murdering of NFTs and video games. You're welcome. Um, so it seems like that's that's gonna that's gonna go by the wayside. But there's always something else gonna be happening around the corner. Like there's always some ways that video game companies are gonna find a way to get more money from you um, in increasingly obnoxious manner. And the new idea is actually an old idea that I know that we talked about on the show before, but a, a reportedly. Sony and Microsoft are both considering bringing advertisements to free to play games. And they are saying that it would give developers a way to monetize their work and encourage them to keep building free to play games in lieu of like microtransactions and stuff like that. Now we, what what's not detailed is they are not describing exactly what these ads are going to be mm-hmm. right. Like there's mentioned um, there, there's mentioned that they would be, you know, appearing inconspicuously, which we've talked about before as an acceptable way to do it. Like, like if, if an advertisement makes sense in the context of the game world, like advert, like a billboard advertisement or like, you know, on the boards of a hockey arena, like where you would normally see advertisements anyway, yeah. Then that's fine because that's if in in reality you're actually adding to the immersion <laughs> in, right. in in many ways by by making the world seem uh, more realistic for you know which is a commentary on the capitalist nature of our society but that's another discussion. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, what I'm afraid is going to happen is the is the shit they tried to do uh, in NBA 2K a couple of years ago, if you recall where it'll literally be like commercials that pop up 
in the game. Like that's always the concern is those immersion breaking commercials. Yeah. You know, I, um, I went on a, I went on a scree, uh, when final fantasy 15 came out Mm -hmm. because they had incredibly blatant product placement for cup noodle. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just like, there was like quests surrounding it. And the main characters were talking about how good it is. And it's like, Yo, come on, man. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need, I don't need this. Like you're drinking potions for God's sakes. Like are you trying to tell me that like, oh yeah, we have cup noodles here. Like, but I, I really didn't care for it. Um, but at least it was content. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to make me sit for, you know, 15 to 30 seconds to watch an ad, um, I feel like you got to find a different way to do it. Yeah. I, I don't want you to I don't want you to break away from the action. Uh mobile games do this. Free to play mobile mm-hmm. games do this, where it's like, hey, if you watch this ad, you'll get more energy or whatever, right? Um and I, I read somewhere that that soon companies are or or phones are going to be using like retina technology to make sure that your eyes are actually on the screen while the or, ad is playing. or what they're just not gonna like the countdown timer is it not gonna count. move or something like that it won't it won't it won't count like the ad will play it won't count and you'll have to watch it again like watch, watch me watch me uninstall that game immediately <laughs> as soon as, as soon as say like that were to happen are you kidding me i mean jesus christ so fuck i'll yeah, do that at home like i can i can i can fast. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think you're right. If it's done, if it's done in an elegant way, that makes sense. Uh, you know, driving games, right. There's mm-hmm. a, if you smash through a Burger King billboard or whatever, right. Like that, that's fine. I don't, I don't really care about that, but, and you know, as much as I didn't like the cup noodle thing, I would be, well, no, I wouldn't be fine with it because I wouldn't want all a bunch of games to do it. I wouldn't be fine with it, but I'm not, um, but it's better than like, and now an ad from our sponsor. Right. Well, and that's, that's another problem because like the 2k thing, like they literally played a 15 second commercial, like while you were waiting for the game to load up and guess what? Loading times are not that long anymore. Like that's one of the benefits that we've got right. in this generation is like, like, so you would artificially be increasing the load times. Which they did in Horizon, by the way. Like they, like they, they purposely slowed down the load times so that you could actually read the like the tooltips that popped up during the loading screen. Because if if they didn't do that, then it would be it would be too fast and you wouldn't be able to read them. So I mean, fortunately, they added an option that you could not worry about that <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, and and like this report from Insider says that, you know, allegedly like players could get rewards for watching advertisements in the game. So like that's if it's purely optional, like if I have to go out of my way to seek it out and you're going to give me something for it, like okay, fine, like my my that my biggest fear though is like every hour, right, that you're playing, like you get this like like a YouTube ad essentially that pops right. up. And then cuz then what happens, right? Like then you just sell you you sell oh, like, you know, for this much money, like you don't have to watch ads for the next uh Right. For the next right. how long. And you can monetize it that way as well. Exactly. So, would would yeah. you ra- so so if assume assume the worst, because you know, we should. Um if the ads are obtrusive, like you'd rather just have microtransactions, right? At that point. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I know the argument that if microtransactions are there, then people will be tempted to buy them. But at the same time, like, maybe they won't. Mm-hmm. And at least with microtransactions, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm going to get, I'm, I'm going to get something. Yeah. Um, it's not, and look, I'm not saying that like 15 or 30 seconds is like, oh my God, it's so long, but like it is Mm -hmm. like it is, um, people don't like regular commercials on television. That's why everybody binges stuff, uh, on, uh, Netflix and stuff. That's why Jay got pissed when I gave him my Paramount plus, uh, login and he was like, what the fuck are commercials doing? Oh, it's it's, it's, it's one of the, one of the reasons I fucking hate. And refused to give money to Hulu because like I, I did like the, the paid subscription trial or whatever where you get like the free seven days. And yeah. even in that, there's fucking commercials. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm paying you guys. <laughs> like I'm get, like I'm giving you money to avoid being advertised to. Like that's the whole fucking point of me giving you cash money. Like I pay for the. No, you are paying for access to the service. Yeah. You have to pay more. For no commercials. Like I pay for the ten dollar peacock so that I don't have to watch the fucking ads. Like that's you know. exactly exactly. So yeah. So yeah, like I, I, I and, and 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 that's the thing. Like I'll, I'll say the same thing that I've always said about free to play games. I don't really care if you put microtransactions in your game. Make your game good enough that I will want to give you money. Like I don't. Yeah. I didn't have to spend a cent in Warframe. I gave them money. Like I bought stuff in the game, not because I needed the stuff it gave me. Because I'm like, because I said, "Oh man, I've spent like 30 hours playing this game and had a really fucking good time. These guys deserve, you know, 20 of my dollars for you know for the for the entertainment that they've provided me." So that's the easiest way to do it. Just make good games. Pretty easy. Yeah, and and I need uh I need people to I need people to not not. When you're pricing your microtransactions, I really need you to not have like ridiculous pricing structures, mm-hmm. right? No purchase in a in a in a phone game should be more than five dollars. None. Now I'm getting ready to pull up Marvel Strike Force. <laughs> it's a, I'm amazed that I keep playing this game uh, and not buying anything. But the reason that I don't buy anything is because things are incredibly expensive. Uh oh, and now that I want to do it, they're not gonna pop up with an ad. <laughs> well, so like, pu- like, so I talked. I talked about Puzzle Quest three about a month ago when I started playing that. I'm not really playing that anymore because I kind of hit the wall in the game yeah. where now like I need to kind of start throwing money at it to progress at a fair clip. And the way that their microtransactions are priced are stupid. Like, 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 te- like ten dollars doesn't get you nothing in that game. What would be too much for a phone game? Uh, to unlock Madeline Pryor in Marvel Strike Force. How I much I, I, a character? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> it's one of uh, it's a clone of Jean Grey that 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 used to be involved with Cyclops. So so this is a full fucking character. This is a full this character is, in the game, not just the skin. New unlockable a, character. A new unlockable character at its lowest level. Okay, right? at its lowest level that you can. Does get. she at least have like unique move set that kind of thing, or does she do the same? It's a shit brand new character. character. Brand new. Character. No, it's a brand new character. So the price it should be is $5. The maximum price that anyone should have to pay for that is $8. Ha! 49.99. That's one character? One character. Wow. $50, dude. Now I'm assuming and, you probably get like some in-game currency alongside that you and get skins some in-game and things cur- like you that. You get some in-game currency, 
but the in-game currency is is a crapshoot. Like, there's no yeah. guarantee that you're going to get something from that in-game currency. Not not anything worthwhile. Like, it's it's mm, fifty dollars, dude. I'm so like they they announced the release date for Diablo Immortal. It's coming out June second. So like that's something to look forward to. That's the phone Diablo, which is also incidentally coming out on PC now. By the way, they heard everybody complain. <laughs> um, but that game's free to play as well. And there's going to be, according to them, cosmetic only microtransactions. But all the microtransactions have been obviously locked during the beta period because they don't want people to spend money during the beta. So like I'm really nervous to see what the <laughs> microtransactions in Diablo Immortal are going to look like. Yeah. So we will have to see what goes on there. But yeah, like more people, I'm assuming Marvel Strike Force's developers probably, you know, rolling in money because people are stupid and impulsive and will buy and will spend good money on anything. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't know. I just, I've never understood marketing to whales primarily. Like I, I feel like you, and maybe, and maybe there's, you know, evidence that proves me wrong in this regard, but I feel like that you would get, be more successful getting a little bit of money from a wider swath of people than getting a lot of money from a narrow swath of people. I think your game has to be, uh, I, your game has to be on at, at like Fortnite levels of popularity for mm-hmm. that to work. I think, but, but Fortnite, and, but Fortnite's microtransactions are also somewhat reasonable. Like, like they're not like crazily overpriced. I don't know. I, I, I don't remember how much a skin costs in Fortnite, but I know that I don't hear people talk about how insane skin prices in Fortnite is. So I'm assuming that it's a reasonable amount of money to buy a skin. Yeah. In Fortnite. And, and that's my point, right? Like they can have reasonable prices because literally everybody, but the two of us play Fortnite. Yeah. And, and so they have a, a gigantic pool of people to pull, to pull from. Uh, I guarantee you if they were, you know, the second highest price I just saw in there was twenty nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you if a skin was twenty nine ninety nine, people would be complaining about it. Yeah. Um so I get it, but at the same time, like if you want to entice more people, maybe mm-hmm. you shouldn't have a fifty dollar uh, a fifty dollar That's the uh, price of a whole purpose. fucking game. Right. <laughs> like, like like a legit game. <laughs> well, and, that, and and like I said, that's why like, you know, Puzzle Quest's microtransactions are also way out of whack because it's like they have they have two VIP passes that last for a month at a time each and they're $10 a piece. And like the, cur- the the money to premium currency ratio is really shitty compared to what you're getting. Like 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 in Puzzle Quest, like there's followers that you unlock as you progress through the campaign that give you like buffs and bonuses and stuff like that. And like us, mm-hmm. like like a leveling pack for a follower, and there's like twelve of these guys in the game. Like a leveling pack for a follower, when you unlock them, it's like twenty dollars. I'm like, what? Why would you think that I'm gonna pay for that? For the for the per- for the person that gives me, you know, ten ore every hour, <laughs> so that I don't right. have to farm it myself from you know for missions. Like that's insane. Um, yeah, just make better games and then I'll give you some money. And like, you know, there's a lot of games that do this really well. Like Warframe, I, I brought up. They, they're a great example of a company that does microtransactions really excellently. Um, all the stuff that's in Warframe, you could earn in game. Obviously, it would take a lot of grinding, but they're priced in such a way that you don't feel bad giving them money. Like a new frame in Warframe, I think is like five or seven dollars or something like that. Like that's not bad. 
that's not bad. Yeah. And they have like packs that you can get that also come with like platinum and some other things as well. So it's, yeah. it's able to be done. And like literally Warframe is keeping digital extremes alive and thriving for eight years now. So like it's like it can be successful. And I get that Warframe, you know, for every Warframe, there's probably 10, you know, failures. But. I don't know. Not everyone needs to make a free to play game either. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Discord. Go to dunspizzle.com slash fans to uh, check out our Discord. Uh, when you do, you'll see a bunch of stuff uh, there. Uh, when is uh, the Premier League over? I know Chelsea is in what, third? They are in third. They're probably locked into third at this point. I don't I don't think they're going to go up or down um, at this stage in the game. Uh, I think there is four match days remaining in the Premier League, if I'm not mistaken. So it should be like mid-May uh, that that ends. So as 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 we as we look as we wait to see uh, Tottenham Hotspur, uh, the chase for fourth, the the lucrative fourth place uh, prize at the end of the year, uh, because of course uh, Tottenham or getting fourth place qualifies you for the Champions League for the following season, uh, which is a huge deal. And of course, it's going to come right down to the wire between us and Arsenal because your boys couldn't get the job done, couldn't couldn't do it, couldn't do a solid for. For Tottenham Hotspur over the weekend, Micah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> well, you know, we're all in flux, right? Like nobody knows nobody knows who's gonna who's gonna buy Chelsea. So that's true. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think it could be worse than 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 the current ownership. So right. I, I heard Serena Williams was uh was was through. Oh him, yeah, I saw I, I saw like 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 everyone's making a big fucking stink because like apparently like her and Lewis Hamilton are both like Reading like tell oh, they're each going to contribute like ten million dollars towards an ownership bid, and I'm just like, you do realize that like when Chelsea sells, it's going to sell for between like two and a half and three billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like, so not that is- like like not that not that ten million dollars is is a, a amount of money to sneeze at, but it's not like Lewis Hamilton and Serena Williams are going to be the owners of Chelsea football. Like they will right, have an, they will have a stake. In Chelsea, they have, have half a share. Guys. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it just it's that's why that's why an oligarch owned it. Before, right? it's like it's a lot of money, yeah. and it's a lucrative club. Like, yeah, all right. it's a super lucrative club. <laughs> um, you can get more uh, Premier League talk at uh, at our Discord. We have a we have a Premier League channel there, uh, as well as. Channels for a bunch of other video game related things uh, at densepixels.com slash fans. Go to youtube.com slash densepixels and subscribe. Uh, when you do, you can see my new digs. I have a blue wall now. Yeah. Um, and and I had a minor crisis that I, Brad said he would edit out for me. Uh, <laughs> we'll, so we'll see if that actually came yeah. to fruition or not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Will did he do it? Go to dense pick, go to youtube.com slash dense pixels and find out. I mean, in fairness, if you're listening to the audio version, you'll also know because it happened at the beginning of the show. <laughs> uh subscribe to all of the podcasts wherever you get any of your podcasts. Uh the Nerd Apocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions, and the weekly preview episode of Look for uh political podcast. Uh and go to densepixels.com slash premium. Uh, for $5 a month or $50 for a year, you get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, which um, I have committed to Jay that we will do one a week before uh, the Nerdpocalypse so that we can hurry up and get through these last two seasons of Seinfeld because they are not the greatest. 
Um, uh, no Time to Bleed. Once Seinfeld is done, we will get back on No Time to Bleed. The Men with the Golden Tongues. Uh, I want to try and do that um, uh, this month and uh, next month because I will be taking off uh, for podcasting duties for uh, part of June and mm-hmm. maybe all of July. <laughs> um, upstage Conversation and the full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Look, let me tell you, man. Uh, the $5 a month is worth it for not just the backlog, but for look forward. Look forward is uh, an incredibly entertaining show. Um, and, uh, I, especially for someone who I don't follow politics, like a sport, like, like the thugs of news do, but, um, (laughs) but for someone who is, uh, I, I'm way more concerned about local politics, but, if you uh, are into politics, even if you're not, you will enjoy Look Forward. I guarantee it. So go to dunspixels.com slash premium. Uh, we had a speaking of politics, we had a new twist in the tale uh, in the Activision Blizzard saga, but not one that I don't think anyone was expecting. So we know that the state of California, uh, their Department of Fair Employment has a lawsuit still still going against Activision Blizzard. Now, Bloomberg News, our buddy. Jason Schreier, fucking the, the the only real journalist in games media today, um, found out that Melanie Proctor, who was the assistant chief counsel at the Department of Fair Employment, uh, quit in protest because, according to her, uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, uh, abruptly fired the agency's boss, uh, chief counsel, Jeanette Whipper. Um a representative for both of those attorneys that did confirm the firing and resignation. And Proctor is claiming that this was because Gavin Newsom is interfering with the Activision lawsuit to protect uh, Activision Blizzard from any reprisal from the state of California. Uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, Gavin Newsom is problematic confirmed. Um, <laughs> yeah, Gavin Newsom. I, I I thought Gavin Newsom was like a was like a really cool dude. He uh, is a cool dude, but let that not let let it let you not forget that even cool dudes are capable of political fuckery. Uh, yeah, when they have, I guess, relationships of some sort with uh, business folks. I don't know. Uh, the the bona fides of Gavin Newsom with Bobby Kotick, I wouldn't imagine that they travel uh, in similar circles, considering that Bobby Kotick, we've as we've talked about on this podcast, is basically a Republican operative. And Gavin <laughs> Newsom is a full-fledged Democrat, very, very possibly could be uh, in contention for the Democratic nomination for president in 2024, 2028, very possibly. Um so this came as a huge surprise to me uh, when I heard this news that Gavin Newsom. But now, again, this is all alleged. We haven't had any hearings or any any discovery about this stuff whatsoever. But stuff like people don't quit in protest from government jobs when there's no smoke, usually. Like, it's very rare yeah. to see someone take a stance on principle that doesn't at least have one foot in in truth and knowledge. Yeah, as a person who um, has spent the majority of his professional career working for various types of government across, um, you know, all forms, 
uh, local, state, federal. Mm-hmm. You, you, a government job is a very, very safe place to be. And most people, if they do get one, uh, you, that's why government job, government work doesn't get paid a lot, mm-hmm. uh, in comparison to, uh, private industry, but private industry, they can kind of let you go whenever government. You you are in until you like assassinate somebody, and even then, depending on <laughs> depending on who you assassinated, I mean, you might get promoted, right? Like that's how government work is, um, and most people don't want to leave it because right. it's it's safe and and it's, it's safe, it's so, steady, and you're and you're taken care of for the rest of your fucking life if you if you collect yep. pension. So yeah, so yeah, this this is speaking uh, very very loudly to me. Yeah. Uh, that this person decided, you know, this, this ain't worth it. Right. Uh, and I'm very curious to, to, to find out the fallout. Well, we may found out because apparently, uh, the folks involved are seeking, po- possibly seeking a claim under the California whistleblower protection act for, uh, reprisals, uh, being protected against folks blowing the whistle on government malfeasance. Um, so yeah, I, I am going to be paying very close attention to this story, uh, and Micah, go ahead and say your uh, go ahead and say your line because uh, I feel like it's apt for this. I mean, <laughs> I I really don't know why you keep bringing up politics in relation to video games. There is no that never the two shall meet. I don't know why uh, you must be making all this stuff up. <laughs> if only, if only it were. Right. That sucks though, because like I said, I I le- I mean, I'm not a constituent of his so my like my knowledge and and you know opinion of him is from literally the other side of the country but gavin newsom seems like a decent uh politician as far as a you know executive goes so this is kind yeah, of a bummer like, he, was, he was like mayor of san francisco like he was. You, you gotta be yeah you gotta be cool if you were like the mayor of the most liberal city ever right yep so, so. I don't know. I was very, I was very surprised when I when I heard. It. I was like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" Didn't he used to date some Republican woman? Like, is she trying to? He trying so to frame he him? was he was formerly married uh, to Kimberly Guilfoyle, who is the Ooh. current fiance of one Donald Trump Jr. Ooh. Do you remember uh, DMC? <laughs> you remember DMC Devil May Cry? I don't yeah. know how far you got in that, but I, I didn't play it at all. But I'm I'm aware of it. There is a there is a character there is a character who um, is a woman who reminds me so much of Kimberly Guilfoyle and uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle now mm-hmm. um, because <laughs> it's like what she's got like way too much plastic surgery and her face is just oh, <laughs> and she's and she and she's like uh, she's like the the spouse of like the head boss of the game who's mm-hmm. like some Rupert Murdoch type you know fat pig like it's just. It's wild. Anyway, I had to relate it to video games because <laughs> all this fucking politics talk. Well, well, we're not stopping here, Micah, because apparently uh, the latest anti-union company out there in the video game space, Nintendo, coming coming in hot. So an unnamed worker uh, is filing a complaint with the NLRB, which is the National Labor Relations Board, Against both Nintendo America and hiring firm Aston Carter, who are being accused of colluding with each other to prevent the worker uh, from forming a union uh, within Nintendo. Uh, Basically, 
this guy wanted to unionize. Now, Nintendo, in especially in NOA, contracts a lot of folks. That's where this Aston Carter firm comes in because they are a uh, contracting firm that matches uh, contracting companies with with corporations that don't want to hire. Um, and so they're they're alleging that uh, Nintendo might have surveilled them, threatened them against organizing. Uh, and things of that nature as well. So there's not a ton of news on the story yet, um, but very interesting to see Nintendo dragged into this. I wasn't expecting them to, considering that Nintendo more than Sony and Microsoft are like a very Japanese-centric company. Like, NOA is really just the marketing and legal arm of Nintendo. Like, all of the business stuff happens in Japan. Yeah. So, like, the fact that they're getting dragged into this is... Uh, interesting to me. Um, but unfortunately there's not a whole lot to comment on because like I said, this, the story is just very, it's very early days. So we don't know a whole lot yet. Um, well, I'm going to comment by saying, uh, the famous line from Rupert Thorne, uh, from (laughs) Batman, the animated series, the brighter, the picture, the darker, the negative, of course, Nintendo (laughs) doesn't want you to unionize. They're uh they're they're way too happy on the outside. They're probably they're probably eating uh they're probably eating uh toads uh and 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 keeping daisies and peaches and and sweatshops over there uh in Japan. I mean I've seen nothing to disprove that, so I I can't you know there you, <laughs> you go. could say. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, uh, apparently the ability to play emulated Game Boy games. Uh, and Game Boy Advance games has been leaked. It's part of a new data mine uh, from a uh, a Nintendo leaker who I think has a pretty decent track record. Uh, Trash ba- Trash Bandit Coot is his name, um, which is cool. Uh, so people are speculating that uh, GBA uh, Retro Console Virtual Console is right around the corner uh, for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, this is not a surprise, but Mike, my question to you is. If this is uh, part of the premium package, I would imagine that any further consoles that are added to the Switch Online program are going to be part of the higher premium tier. Uh, does this move the needle for you in possibly no, getting not. that? Of course not. Of course not. I, I don't need to go back to play Game Boy games. I'm not saying that like, oh, oh Game Boy games were trash. No, I, I had my fun with them. I just don't feel the need to want to go back to play them. Um. I am in the exact opposite boat. Uh, this, like, like, like this, this on top of all the stuff that they've been adding would probably push me over the edge. I loved the Game Boy Advance. I should have never gotten rid of my Game Boy Advance. Um, there are a lot of games that I have not played since I had a GBA. Uh, and the last time I owned one was like 15 years ago um, that I would love to play again. And, and games that don't get released uh, in a lot of other areas like Metroid Fusion. A uh, great example of this. Yeah. So, um yeah, this this will probably do it for me. Did you ever have a uh, a Game Boy Micro? I did. I ju- just for just for the uh, what's the the, the novelty of owning it? Yeah, like I I bought the uh, I bought the Game and Watch version from someone on eBay and held on to it for a while and then sold it at a small profit later on. Hey, there so. you go. That'll work. Yep. Yeah, I I couldn't I I I never got my hands around like. Have, I the 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 idea of it like like the yeah. idea of it is kind of cool but like oh, function, functionally it's it's ridiculous <laughs> like especially yeah. if you have normal sized hands like you're not going to be able to yeah. to play that thing here's the problem with it so like the the reason I didn't like it uh 
um, is because I have a fundamental problem with games that have cartridges where the cartridge sticks out of the frame of the mm. game console. Um, yeah. That's that's a really poor aesthetic look, in my opinion. Like when I had the DS Lite back in the day, I never played GBA games on it because the GBA cartridge on a DS Lite stick out of the bottom. And it used to bug the shit out of me. On the original DS, it, it fit flush with the side of the case. But, of course, the DS Lite was much more slimmed down. And so they didn't have enough room for the full cartridge. So it would, it, you know, the top half of it would stick out of the bottom. And I hated it. So I never played GBA games on there. You know what? I agree. I 100% <laughs> agree. Like, I'm not going to – I don't know. It just – it doesn't look right. doesn't right. feel right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, uh, I don't do that for anything else that I have to stick a – I don't know cartridge or what. I, it just <laughs> it just doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. It'd be like having playing a game and then having the CDs just like halfway out of the system. Like, yeah. What? Or, or or like playing the disc with like the, like the CD tray open, essentially. Yeah, like you have the old PlayStation, yeah. but the lid would be up while you're playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> now, weirdly though, I was never bothered as a kid um, by using a Game Genie on my NES, even though like the game genie would force the cart to stick out of the NES system and the little hinge lid would, would be, would be stuck. Well, yeah, because you know that, you know, like you did that, you know that, right? Yeah. Like it's not a design <laughs> flaw from the company that made the system. You know what I mean? That'd be like, that would be like, like putting a spoiler on your car, like some <laughs> aftermarket spoiler, right? Like, yeah, I did that, but like, that's why it's there. So I don't know. Uh, go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. Uh, when you go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. <laughs> this is great. You will, uh, Jeff Bezos finally is not the worst billionaire uh, in the news for us this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll, don't worry. He'll get there. He'll get, <laughs> I, I believe in him. <laughs> when you go to densepixels.com slash Amazon, you can uh, you can help Jeff Bezos be the worst person in the world instead of the second worst person in the world. Um, I'm at densepixels.com slash Amazon right now, and I just clicked on something that says picked up where you left off. You, too, can get eight packs t- passion twist hair, eight-inch pre-twisted passion twist crochet hair, pre-looped crochet braids, uh, hair for black women, Passion twists braiding hair synthetic hair extensions for thirty one oh two. Thirty one oh two. That's uh that's that's a that's a sale. It's a deal. Are you trying to tell me that you're gonna have a uh very different look on the show next week? (laughs) Yeah, that's why fresh cut, gotta get everything ready. (laughs) Gotta get uh gotta get my glue and all that. Uh so yeah, go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. Oh my goodness. So there are uh several new games coming to Game Pass. Uh I think at the end of this month actually. Uh Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. Yes, that is a real title of a game uh that came out. Look, I appreciate leaning into the ridiculous. That's pretty cool. Uh Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered uh F1 2021, 7 Days to Die, uh Research and Destroy Bug Snacks. And unsold uh, are all coming to Game Pass if you have a uh, Game Pass account on your Xbox. As far as new games coming out this week, Metal Mind comes to PC. Dune Spice Wars comes to PC. The Serpent Rogue comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, MLB The Show gets its release on the Nintendo Switch. 
Uh, the Stanley Parable Deluxe, uh, Ultra Deluxe Edition, excuse me, uh, comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt gets a PS5 upgrade, I do believe. Uh, Bug Snacks is coming out to Xbox and Switch to join its release on PlayStation and PC because it's also getting a new free expansion uh, this week as well. There's a House of the Dead remake coming to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Kaiju Wars comes to PC. Capital Sparks Revolution comes to PC. Trigon Space Story comes to PC. Dandy and Randy DX comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Nintendo Switch Sports, uh, the Wii Sports spiritual sequel, uh, comes to the Nintendo Switch. Ravenous Devils comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. And Sea of Craft comes to PC. All right. It's a extensive, extensive lineup. Uh, a couple of games came out last week on the Switch. Micah, do you know the only thing that's better uh, than a than a uh, deck building roguelike game coming out on the Nintendo Switch a week where that happens? What's that? A week where two deck building roguelike games come out on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, and course. that happened. Yes, that happened last week. Uh, and I bought them both because that is my kryptonite. Um, I bought both uh, Roguebook. And also purchased a Deck of Ashes, both on the Nintendo Switch console. Uh, these games have been out on PC for a little bit. Roguebook in particular, I was excited about because it was co-designed by Richard Garfield, the creator of Magic the Gathering. So anytime he puts his hands into a card game system, uh, I'm going to take notice a little bit. Uh, I'll talk about Roguebook first because I think that's probably the better of the two games. Uh, this is a kind of generic fantasy-themed um, roguelike deck builder. So. Imagine Slay the Spire. It's like in Slay the Spire, you have a, you kind of create a path up the spire where you have, you know, occasionally you have like forks in the road that you can take, but you kind of get to determine your your way through the different levels. Uh, in Roguebook, it's imagine Slay the Spire, but all the nodes were open to you to tackle. So you start off on like this very small, like hexagonal grid swath of land thing, and the game gives you. Uh, paintbrushes and you can stand on the edge of the hex grid and use a paintbrush to reveal more of the of the map that you can kind of walk across with your character and you might reveal rewards additional combats that you can get into new cards that you can add to your deck things of that nature as well um and you're but with the goal of kind of building yourself up tackling a boss at the end of the chapter there's three chapters if you can finish all three chapters then you can then you successfully complete a run um of course the game is predicated like many roguelike deck builders are as you use characters and advance you know in the game on each run then you'll gain experience points which will unlock new cards that will be available for you in future plays and we've all seen this kind of stuff before uh the twist that roguelike takes on it or the twist that roguebook takes on it is you always have two characters that you're using in any given run. And there's a tactical element to the game because each character comes with their own set of cards that you shuffle together to create a deck. And when you're playing a card, you're using a card for a specific character where that gets interesting is that the character that's in the front of your line is the one that's uh, eligible to take damage at the end of the turn. So you have to kind of keep that in mind because you can see uh, enemy intense, um, you know, while your turn is going on. And also there are certain cards that benefit from a character being in position one or position two, or there's certain status ailments that are, instead of being locked to the character, they're actually locked to the position on the, in the battle screen. So like if you move a character back, they might get inflicted with a negative status ailment that they wouldn't get if they were in the top position. So that's where the strategic element in the card play um, comes into play. 
Uh, Rogue, I think, is a good game. Um, I think it has the most legs out of the two, uh, but it suffers from the same issue as Deck of Ashes does. And I'll talk about that after I talk about Deck of Ashes. So Deck of Ashes, another roguelike deck building game. Uh, this to me is a little bit more akin to Slay the Spire. Um, it's got a gothic uh, art style, which is pretty cool, kind of darkest dungeon-y in a little bit of a way. And the unique thing about this game uh, is that you're, you're on kind of a timer. Like there's a big bad that's chasing after you and every like area that you travel to on this overworld map increases time. And after a certain amount of time, uh, the big, you have to fight the big bat. Like he's going to come after you and you gotta, you gotta square off with him. So you're, you, you have to manage the time that you have in as best way as you possibly can between like getting new cards and doing combat encounters and things of that nature as well. The thing that's interesting about Deck of Ashes, so you have your deck of cards in Deck of Ashes, and when you play a card, that card is destroyed for the rest of that combat round. So, like, all the cards in your deck are one-time use. And when you finish a combat, you have a certain number of, like, points that you can use to either heal your character or refresh cards that you played during the round. So, like, if you use a ton of cards in a fight, you might not be able to refresh your entire deck. You have to pick and choose like which cards you want to replenish or how much you want to dedicate towards replenishing your health because it's not super easy to replenish health in the game. And that's a pretty cool concept. Um, the other way, the other thing is cool is that when you, you don't just get cards in this game, um, you get card recipes and then you have to spend the, uh, one of the currencies that you can earn as you go through the game to kind of craft these cards as you go through. So it, it, Gives you a lot of options, but it makes it a little bit easier to kind of tailor your deck how you want to. You're not as beholden to uh, the whims of RNG as you are in these type of games. Um, so I found I found both games to be pretty interesting. Um, they they all each have unique characters that have you know unique decks and powers and stuff like that as you would expect from this game. The thing that irritated me about both games is that the developers did a really shit job of porting it over to the switch because the performance on both games between load times, just general jank frame drops, hang ups, stuff like that sucks. Like, <laughs> like, like, like it sucks and it's bad to the point where it's very, very frustrating. And so what I ended up doing this weekend is instead of spending a lot of time in either of these games, I played a shitload of Slay the Spire because because <laughs> Slay the Spire <laughs> runs like fucking butter on the Nintendo Switch and still the cream of the crop when it comes to this style of game. Um, <laughs> I will still spend more time with these games. Like, they're not bad games. I think they're pretty good. If you are interested in these games and you think you might be interested in checking them out, um, I would highly recommend getting them on PC or PlayStation or Xbox, not Switch, uh, until updates and patches come out, because I would imagine the performance on either of those other consoles is probably significantly better uh, than it is on the Nintendo Switch, which is really disappointing because most of the time when these games do come to the Switch, the developers try to do a decent job of perform of optimizing the performance. Yeah, they feel like uh, these games feel like they're meant for the Switch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so uh, that that sucks to hear. Yeah, that sucks to hear. So we go to the post office. Uh, Film Wander asks, has any of you guys played Infernax? It's a 2D action game with a morality system. 
Uh, you can be good or evil and have future outcomes um, in reference to Contra. It's on Game Pass right now. I was uh, I was interested in this. So Infernax is kind of um, think of a spiritual sequel to Simon's Quest, but it's good and not Simon's <laughs> Quest. <laughs> That's that's kind of how I've heard it described. Um, it looks cool. I wasn't in the mood for this game when it came out. Um, I think I will get it on a sale eventually, but I'm not I'm not making a priority to play it. Mm. OK, I don't know. Uh, I don't no. know if this is your game, Micah. I, I have not played in front X. Um, I don't know if this is for me yeah uh not just because of like the art style but like i'm just i don't know i'm just i'm reading some of it i just i don't think this is for me so i am going to pass on this mark asks what is the cheapest game you've gotten that was actually good uh could be anything like steam playstation xbox sales uh etc um I mean, look, free games (laughs) like like come on like like, i mean they're, they're they're giving all this shit away for free um yeah you know, from places yeah I, Plus. I don't know what um i don't know like i think the last cheap game i got was like a dollar and it was from uh when when the nintendo switch had a sale mm-hmm. no it was three dollars it was it was a saints row game on the switch and it was like less than three dollars and i was like all right whatever it's less than three dollars it was the worst fucking thing ever. Um, <laughs> I mean, but switch, switch has excellent sale. Like I excellent sales all the time. Like I picked up Moonlighter, yeah. um, which was excellent on a super cheap sale. So that's, that's a good one uh, to check out as well. Um, Darkest dungeon was originally a game that I got at a cheap discount on PlayStation that I bought again on switch because I enjoyed it so much, but I wanted it on that, uh, on that, you know, on the portable console, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, which I do probably way too much <laughs> taking free games than going out and buying them, which I guess is good for the, for the developers. Um, I mean, look, Warframe free, you know, like, 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 like that's, that's an excellent game. And, and again, not one that pressures you into spending a ton of money. Um, if you're into like looter shooters, um, it's, it's a really one of the more unique versions of a looter shooter that's out there. Um, I know risk of rain two, I bought, mega cheap on PlayStation. Now I'm, I'm just going through my PlayStation library at this point. Um, just mm-hmm. to kind of see if I can remember stuff. Oh, burnout paradise remastered. I got for $5. I remember on PlayStation, um, which is an unbeatable price that's, for that game. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that, that, that's the winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it likes the PlayStation plus and you know, has, has been a great value for a very long time. Um, and again, switch, you know, just what I do with switch is I bookmark games that I'm interested in and put them in my wish list and wait till they go on sale and then pick them up then. So, yep. Uh, Daniel asked, now that companies are realizing that NFTs are not the answer, are we just going to go back to loot boxes? What's the next move as a money making machine? Well, we, we talked about it. Advertisements. Stuff yeah. Else. Ads are, um, fuck ads are coming. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It seems, it seems wild to me that like ads are coming because like as soon as they come to free to play games, like they're, they're going to make it, well, they already have made it. Like you talked about with NBA 2K, they've already made it in yeah. games that you pay for. So, uh, I just don't want it to become like a big thing, but, 
Uh, Cam asks, if Twitter existed in video games, what terrible person would most likely purchase it to escape the repercussions of their actions? So what video game uh, megalomaniac would purchase Twitter? Oh, I thought that meant like. I I, I did too at first. I I thought he meant like what person in the video game industry would buy Twitter. Yeah. 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 Because it would be like. It would be like Eve Guillemot, right? Oh, no, like, it, would be Bobby, it would be Bobby Kotick. Easily. Well, I, I don't count him anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's got one foot out the door. Uh, and the way that um, Ubisoft's, like, like they're sexual harassers over there, right? Like, yeah. they, and they cover that shit up, right? Like, I'm trying to think of a, uh, a prominent African-American in video games because I've heard Elon Musk called that. <laughs> An African <laughs> by a black woman, uh, by a conservative black woman. Um, uh, she was incredibly proud that that prominent African American bought Twitter. Um, okay, that's not that's not. I mean, again, like not not the correct usage of that term, but uh, okay. I'm pretty sure you can just call Elon Musk a South African. Not, I mean, yeah. You know, <laughs> Also, he has Canadian citizenship too. So, like, of are course. you just not going to include that, or are you just all right? Yeah, you know, like fucking black conservatives are wild to me, man. Um, they truly are. We're about to talk about another one in a second, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Who? What? What psycho would buy? Like, I feel like Wesker. Like Johnny says, Wesker. I feel like Wesker would be a good one, but like, I would need. But like, Wesker's not like prominent enough. No. You know what I mean? And and like like Wesker always operated from the shadows, at least until Resident Evil Six, I think. Um, there was a there was a jacked politician in. Um, oh, the metal the Metal Gear Revenge the uh, Metal Gear yeah. Rising guy. Yeah, yeah, maybe that, maybe that jacked politician, man, maybe that dude could be. Um, but uh, yeah, who who would who would buy like like all of these people are? I I don't know. Like, there's there's no one quite like Elon Musk in video games because like I feel like a video game villain would be so over the top. Mm-hmm. That uh, whereas Elon Musk, like, whereas Elon Musk is just kind of like, hey guys, uh, uh, he he's a bit of a tryhard sometimes, and well, that and, that's the thing. I'm trying I'm trying to think of like publicly prominent video game characters, like, like video games that are publicly prominent in their game that are evil. Yeah, but like, you know, Kingpin wouldn't do it. I don't think. Like Kingpin yeah. doesn't care enough about being loved to, to to buy Twitter to try to spin, you know, spin right. public public favor in his opinion. Um, right. Like I, he would just I, have you killed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like he's not gonna be he's not gonna be mad that some kid uh, had, uh used Twitter to 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 find his flight pattern, yeah. and then he asked him to stop, and he was like, "No, all right, well, fuck you. I'm gonna buy Twitter then." Like yeah, that's like, why like, he bought it. <laughs> like 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 the patriots probably own it already anyway like they, like, they exactly. probably, like, they, like they're probably already already there yeah um, it's called the lale lule low like yeah. that's what it's called <laughs> so it's this is this is tougher than i thought like and, and there's probably like a really obvious one that's just escaping me right now maybe maybe kefka maybe kefka could use his god money to to spin to spin opinion his way uh in I the mean, in the final fantasy six 
universe. But or, once he but once he ascends to godhood, yeah, I guess you don't right? need it anymore. Like, he doesn't really care, right? So like like, he, like maybe Rufus Shinra, like like Shinra needs like a better PR PR representative. You know what? I think Rufus. I think Rufus Shinra might be the answer. Yeah, I think that might be the answer. Because, the best one uh, I can think of off the top of my head right now. So. Yeah, I, I like that answer. I like that yeah. answer. And all we had to do was just find a fucking CEO of an evil corporation in video games. <laughs> That's like, really all you who, need to who do. Runs, who runs uh, Aperture Science? Whoever that is. See, I, see, I I think that's probably run by like a shadow conglomerate. Honestly. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't, creating I don't, GLaDOS. Yeah. I mean, so like, I don't like, like you don't see any other dudes in that game. Like in either of those <laughs> games you're going around. Like if Cave Johnson was still alive, maybe he would, you know, like like be a guy that does that. I don't know, <laughs> like like who else? Like I can see like the company behind, um, uh, Prey doing it. Like like the company in Prey who is like yeah. the the bad corporation. Like they could they could easily do it. That's that's really the thing. Just find you know a sign like a scientifically forward company, uh, who is very prominent, but you know has some shady dealings that just want to sanitize their public image. And that's who would do it. Abstergo. Who, who, who yeah. runs Abstergo? There you go. That person. Yeah, there you go. The, te- the Templars as a whole would buy Twitter just so they <laughs> put, put pro Templar uh, propaganda on the service. <laughs> so the, we'll, we'll end it with Johnny asking if we've been keeping up with the copyright and DMCA drama going on with YouTubers like Angry Joe, Actman, and others recently. So I hadn't, but I did watch the act man video before coming on the show uh, today. Now I was scared to, cause anytime I see a bearded uh, white guy on a popular YouTube channel, I'm always, I'm going in skeptical cause I'm not sure what you're going to get. And I realize the irony in that statement, but I'm just saying like, if you see a bearded white guy on YouTube that you're coming up across for the first time, healthy dose of skepticism, will take you a long way. And then in this video, the first thing he talks about is like, oh, like you could take the blue pill and and just wake up tomorrow and everything will be fine and just walk away. I'm just like, all right, like that's you're you're not going the right direction. Apparently this dude is legit though. Like he's not like a fucking crazy like, you know, gamer gator like conservative asshole, like that kind of thing. Okay. I've so, never I've never heard of Act Man and I have heard of Angry Joe. Okay. So apparently and and this is this is the crux of the drama. I'll sum it very quickly. Apparently, there's a, another less prominent YouTuber called Quantum TV. Okay, and you would not like this guy, Micah, because he's a black man and he's he gives off very uh, Lamont vibes to me when you see him. So yeah. like 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 that's just just to frame th- this gentleman. Um, yeah. So basically. This this dude's mo allegedly because I've never seen his videos is to put shitty takes on the internet, and then he gets dunked on by other YouTubers, and then he attacks the other YouTubers in his videos, and then also copyright strikes them for using his content in their videos as they're like taking him down. Essentially, like that's kind of that's that's kind of where the whole crux of the situation lies. Now, the problem is that YouTube's copyright, you know, system is pretty fucking like it's like steering a cruise ship through like a canal essentially because like you have all these like fucking you have all these youtubers that are out here and there's like they're getting copyright strikes all the time youtube so it's fairly automated like it's done algorithmically and a human being only steps in when it's necessary so if you automate someone's or if you copyright strike someone's video 
And the first thing that the algorithm is going to do is take a look at it. And if they see at least like the pretense possibly for like, oh, this might be legit. They're going to take it down pending further review and further yeah. review could happen whenever. Because like I said, it depends on how, on how long that queue is. So this dude's been abusing that privilege or abusing that feature against other YouTubers, essentially. And essentially to either pressure them to, to pressure them in taking their videos down because they're mm-hmm. talking because they're talking shit on him is essentially what's going on. And he's apparently picking on like smaller people at smaller channels than him, you know, punching downs, never, never what you want to do. Um, so that that's not very cool. Uh, but this dude also like sucks. Like, like there's a lot of takes that got exposed in this Ackman video of this dude's like very anti LGBTQ. He's racist against other black people, which is usually like a huge fucking red flag, <laughs> you know, hyper conservative, like that kind of bullshit. Um, and so like this Ackman video is just all about like, Hey, like I'm go- like, I have the resources to fight you. So I'm going to make it my mission to destroy your channel. Um, it's all petty bullshit though to me. <laughs> like, like, like yeah. I, I can't, I, I know how long it takes to make a, a, like a legit YouTube video. Um, I know how long I worked on, you know, videos that I put out for like budding watch enthusiasts and things of that nature. I can't fathom having so much vitriol for another content creator that I'm going to take the time <laughs> to like produce. <laughs> and like the video is actually very good from act man because he basically frames it um, like a Phoenix Wright case. Complete with like, you know, like sound effects and like, like, you know, putting the music in at the right time and that kind of shit. So if you played a Phoenix Wright game, it's actually very entertaining. Um, but I the, the crux of the issue is that YouTube needs to get their shit together uh, when it comes to how they monitor uh, like copy strikes and stuff like that, because copyright strikes are supposed to be for when you're using, you know, copyrighted works in your videos without having permission from companies. So like if you have, you know, songs in the background that are copyrighted to an artist, or if you're using, if you're, if you're like, you know, if I decide like, Oh, you know, I'd really like to just play this episode of Miami vice on the dense pixels, YouTube channel. I'm not going to talk about it or critique it. I'm just going to play the episode. Like that would get me struck down by NBC because of right. course it will. Like I don't own Miami vice. I don't have the rights to, to just, to just air it. Now where this kind of blows up in this quantum TV guy's face is what is protected is fair use. So if you're using video clips as part of a critique of that video or a commentary on the video, you can use clips all the live, all the live long day because you need to be able to provide context for the arguments that you're making. Like we, right. you know, we use video clips on men of the golden tongues all the time. Cause we like, we can't just fucking, you know, you don't want to just hear us ramble on for a little bit. Sometimes you got to put the scene in to be able to, you know, truly deliver uh, what we're trying to convey uh, in, in terms of like the ridiculousness and stuff like that. So like, that's where all of this dude's claims fall apart is that, you know, he's like, Oh, you can't use my, my videos that are copyrighted. And they're like, well, no, I'm using it cause I'm fucking slamming you. And so I need to be able to provide yeah. the audience with proper context. Yeah, I, I I saw that dude's face, and I'm just like, all right, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I want to, I don't even know if I want to, like I saw, I see, I, I googled Act Man, and it, it's like the first link that yeah, comes up, his his thing uh, on that guy, and I saw that guy's face, and I clicked on it, and I was just like, you know what, I don't need this right now, I don't, I don't need this, I don't, I, I am way too fucking old 
to uh, to be going to even be looking at it, let alone go back and forth. You know what I mean? Like, and, well, and, and and if you do end up watching the video, I'm just going to warn you that your hatred of this quantum TV guy will only grow exponentially as the video goes on because because Ackman basically feeds you, you know, little little morsels here and there of his nonsense. And then like he starts throwing in stuff from like 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 names that he called uh, a specific name that he called Zoe Kravitz, for example, when talking about the all Batman right. movie, which you don't need all to right. All right. you don't I need don't, to throw that kind of shit in there, dude. Nope. Like it's not it's it's not uh, like you don't need to use that term about nope. somebody. So Jesus Christ. All right. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So just no, for just, my mental health, for my mental health, yeah. I'm going to believe you and the act man or whatever yeah. it is. And I'm going to stay away from that dude. Yeah. It's and, and again, like, like for those of you listening, like if you're curious, just, just realize it's, it's petty YouTube drama. Like that's really what it is at the end of the day. Um, what I've learned is that apparently like we need to go after other YouTubers in order to, to, to build our subscriber count. So maybe, maybe yeah, we can, apparently. maybe we can zero in on quantum TV and, uh, and, and just fucking go in on this guy and get some subs out of it. No, that is, uh, <laughs> that is, that is a game. That is a game that, uh, the other black guy on this network uh, is very, very good at. I, I, I can't do it. Jay will fight you. Jay will fight you until he is blue in the face. I just, I can't do it. How did, how did Johnny describe quantum TV? He, he said, uh, what did he say? Quantum TV is like the dark universe. J is what is, is how Johnny, <laughs> it's how Johnny described it. Like bizarre, bizarro J. Oh shit. Yeah. No, no, I can't. Cause I look, I, I can barely tolerate uh J as he is now. So there's <laughs> no way I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to tolerate bizarro J. Yadge. There's no way I'm going to be able to tolerate Yadge. <laughs> oh that's a pretty good place to leave it so that's uh that's it for the post office thank you guys so much for submitting your questions which you two can do by joining our discord at densepixels.com slash fans look i'm just saying uh if if recent news about other social media platforms like the one that's like right down there uh might have gotten you down uh then you know you can jump into our discord and and have uh non uh musk uh, uh, you know monitor talks so there you go we'll see how that goes uh subscribe to this show and all the other shows in the tnp uh cavalcade of shows wherever you download fine podcasts uh make sure you go to youtube.com slash dense pixels subscribe to us there as well uh if you want to shit talk quantum tv like you know feel free to do that because that dude seems like a really big piece of shit uh go to twitch.tv slash dense pixels follow us there you can also follow us individually i'm dense pixels brad uh carrie sup it's carrie terrence is apparition 410 and uh yeah that's it for the show this week i got nothing else See ya. See ya.